Tēnā koutou katoa, ko hui hui mai nei runga ki te kaupapa o tēnei rā. Nō reira, nō mai, nō mai, hoki mai ki te pōupū kōrero podcast. Nō, nō reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou katoa. We are back for another podcast. We are with um, a number of guests that I have with me today. Um, and one of them is Harmy Jackson, that you might remember from uh, a podcast we did a, a few few podcasts ago, bro. How's it going? Tēnā koe, tēnā tātou katoa, nō ku te whiwhi, nō ku te honore, oh, ki te hoki rabbi. mai, ki te pū kōrero. Um, yep, no, it's, it's awesome to be back here and to kōrero ki a tātou katoa, the, the pū kōrero whānau, and um, yeah, really looking forward to today and talking about the kaupapa o te rā. Uh, mihi, brother. So just uh, for those that don't know, uh, Widamu, who usually does the podcast with me, is uh, unavailable. So at the last minute, I asked for a sub sub in from Harmy and uh, an impact gladly, player off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he uh, gladly did it. He's the Dylan Walker of the uh, <laughs> podcast world. So uh, no, my no, my brother. I'm sure we can uh, have a have a good cordial today. Um, so uh, just before we really kick into the the podcast, what we always do on the Pooh Cordial podcast is we do a mihi to. Uh, to someone who's either done a, a, some sort of a, you know achievement in the Maori space or or anyone that needs a bit of acknowledgement, we like to do that right at the start. So, Harmi, over to you, brother. Yeah, I was just thinking in terms of we're entering into a, a bit of an election year and I was thinking about our politicians and people of the likes and things and I was thinking about one uh, politician, if you can call her that. I mean, she certainly is, but she's more than certainly a lot more than that as well. And she's been doing... Um, She's been fighting the fight for quite a while. Eh? We knew her back at um, at law school at um, Te Rako Ture. Uh, she's a councillor up at um, Te Moana Nui a Kaipara, the Māori Ward of Kaipara District Councilor, uh, Council. And it's uh, Pera Paniora. She's uh, somebody that I just think has um, been doing a lot of good, good mahi at the moment. There's been a lot of raru-raru, not just in the north, but all around with anti-co-governance and just being able to make sure that Kopapa Māori, Kōrero Māori is on the on the on the table. Um, I think there was an issue around the the mayor not wanting to do a karakia at the beginning yeah. of some of their hui. Um, so yeah, so tēnā te mihi ki a koe e e pera pera paniora um, te tahi puhi o ngā puhi o, mm-hmm. o te nota. Um, yeah, just want to acknowledge the and and mihi ki a ia, uh, for yeah for the awesome work that she's doing not just for Māori but for for all New Zealanders really trying to make sure that we're keeping on track with who we are as a people and that, you know, some of the raru-raru that's coming out, that's actually not really who we are or what we want to be, I think. Kāpai, brother. Yeah, and uh, a very fitting mihi to uh, to our friend Peter. Um, you know, uh, let's just say you don't want to cross uh, paths with you on her bad side. <laughs> uh, I've did that a few times and I live to regret it. So uh, we just want to, kia kaha e hoa, you're doing some awesome mahi. Um, okay, so now uh, back to the kaupapa of the ra. It is um, my privilege to welcome a good friend of ours, um, Tasha Hohaya. Kia ora. Um, Tash is, um, we, we got to know Tash through law school, etc. Um, she's a very talented and uh, very beautiful girl that we're um, happy to have on today. So Tash, mihi mai. Oh, inga rangatira, inga hoa tēnā kaurua, o tērā tēnā rākau te katoa. Um, yeah, e mihi ana. Um, koe te mokupuna o rāhiri, uh, no te taitoke rau. Uh, ai, tēnā, tēnā tātou. Wow, kia ora. Kia ora. So, 
Yeah, no, it's um, it's really cool. So some of the th- uh, podcasts we've been doing, we've been interviewing some of our friends. We had Harmy. I think you might have been the first one, actually, bro, when we decided to do that. And then uh, old Mr. Tangata Tiriti himself. Uh, <laughs> oh, but then we got um, Kahu, mm. uh, Tibble as well, who's uh, a person that works in the mental health space. And uh, one of the things we like to do is we like to try and talk to people who are Māori but um, have varying um, and diverse careers or, or perspectives on things. So, I mean, uh, we met at law school. So I, I guess, uh, where did you grow up? You know, why did you go to law school? Let's, let's get that stuff out of the way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I had the, the privilege of growing up um, in Tāmaki, um, I went to Kura also in um, Kaikohe for a little bit, um, and I, you know, but growing up we were always um, between, you know, our rohe of Reringawairua ki Tāmaki, and so, um, yeah, I spent most of my days um, playing down the road, <laughs> eating lollies <laughs> like every other kid, you know, finding 10 cents and buying four, um, <laughs> um, treasuring those five cents that don't exist anymore. Um, yeah, and I, I think, I mean, I saw, I, I, I oh gosh, I just thought whānau was normal. Um, I thought being amongst all whānau was normal. I thought being around multi-cultural environments was normal and um and i thought being fabulous was normal (laughs) (laughs) no that's really cool Um, so you you were used to did you grow up with all your extended family as well cousins and all aunties and whatnot yeah 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 yeah. that's the same as me it's like um i I lost count of who was an actual auntie you know because you know we call our parents friends uncles and aunties as well so i was like you know yeah i don't even know i'm yeah, just yeah. like oh i don't like well you know as i get older now i'm like oh how do we fuck a papa to them or like yeah, yeah. Oh, how mm. do i know and i like mm. even this week i was like messaging someone on messenger and i'm like oh yeah you for knowing it to us like mm. on this side but growing up you're just like oh yeah auntie that runs yeah. the fish and chip shop auntie that is in the touch team auntie like everyone's auntie and uncle like yeah. and i think that's a cool way to um yeah, I don't know. It's a cool testament of how um, we just take who we are wherever we are. And what about uh, law school? What What was your reasons for going to law school? I mean, I think uh, it's well documented why I went. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, yeah, what well, you know? Did you always want to be a lawyer going through high school and stuff like that? Or yeah, well, I've actually got this um, written out goals page that I have from when I was 12 years old wow. and that was um, the, where I wanted to be in 10 years and one of the things was um, I wanted to be a lawyer for my people to help us with whenua and I wanted to be a singer <laughs> and I wanted to be a vet. Actually, it was it was a little bit um, diversified. Like I wanted to be a vet on Tuesdays, an actress <laughs> on Wednesdays, a singer on Thursdays and like a lawyer on Fridays or something, you know. <laughs> it was like, it was pretty, I had no idea of what, you know. It was really like, but I've, I, I had back then a sense of, um, I don't like injustice. I want to make sure that I have the tools to make things right. 
Okay. So you were only 12 when you made this list the first time. Yeah. Uh, did you add to the list over the years? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of the things in there were like, I want to grow taller than my sister. <laughs> <laughs> did that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, so no, the, yeah, the list has definitely added. Now I've got a, um, actually, my most recent one is I've, I wrote a 20 year strategic plan for my own life. Oh, and I, um, yeah, it's like, um, and I wanted to, because I did, like, I did, I did that about five years ago because I was like, yeah, and it's got five, 10, and 20 year goals, and then it takes me out to 50. But I, you, you know, to when I'm 50, because I was just like, I felt like I was, about five years ago, I felt like I was doing a whole lot of things, and there were a lot of kaupapa, and they weren't necessarily all connected, and I think, you know, I was, I, I think it's important to make sure that what you're doing is actually going to make a difference somewhere, like it's not just doing a whole lot of things to fill the time, and like, I was just like, I don't want to be spending my days doing stuff that's not going to add up to what I really think matters. So, yeah, so I've got, I should show you, I'll, I'll send it to you after. Yeah, yeah. I think it's quite remarkable the, for a 12-year-old mm. to have that drive for injustice. That's quite an interesting aspect of who you are. Is there, do you think, can you paint that on anything? Is there any one moment or anything that, that, that for you, you can, you can kind of point to and think, oh, that's where that drive came from? Um, well, I mean, I'm a person of faith, mm. Um. I mean, I try my best to be, you know, uh, like I've grown up uh, as someone who's always known and believed in Atsua, um, and they know that actually there's a higher power that is um, a creator, I guess. That, and then I think that's a shared and global um, sense that there's something more than ourselves. But I, um, I don't, well, when I was 14, I um I remember being at school and I, I remember um sort of s- like standing out and answering all the questions and one of my friends said you always answer all the questions <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh and I felt a little bit embarrassed that I knew the answers and stuff and I went home and I and I prayed and I said I don't want to stand out I just want to be normal and I read this and I opened my um my Bible at the time and it said, For I have no ordinary bread for you, only the bread that has been consecrated. And I didn't know what consecrated meant, but I had this like Winnie the Pooh Jurassic dictionary and I opened it up and I looked at it and it said, um, dedicated for a specific purpose. And so I was like, actually I, I resolved as a really young girl that um I'm gonna have a life that is might not look the same as others. And it might look different at times, but it's going to be purposeful and I'm going to um, be dedicated for a specific service and I guess set aside. And so I've, you know, when things have become hard for me and when I felt like, oh my gosh, other people have better life, <laughs> you know, that look at them living so happy and whatever, or, you know, or just, you know, when things, you know, I think it's easy to look at, um, compare yourself and think, am I on the right track as, you know, as an individual? And then, um, but I've always tried to go back into my you know to that point where I've where um I felt no actually you were dedicated to make things extraordinary and to do things different and in a purposeful manner so I think that was a pretty critical moment for me but um I think it actually just built up over time like it was just a um being exposed to lots of different people lots of different cultures lots of different backgrounds um actually you see the difference, like I saw the difference between cultures, I saw the difference between 
um, you know, living at my grandma's in Kohimarama and living in Gleninus, I saw the difference between um, my whānau who, um, you know, on my mum's side who had travelled the world and were going to live in Saudi Arabia and Ecuador and different spaces, and I saw the difference between um, some of my whānau who were um, holding the fort and continuing to build rather than counter things and really carry the weight of what it means to be hokanga. And so, like... Seeing all of that, you're like, actually, there's a lot that's happening, and um, I don't know. I just, I just, I just thought, nah, I'm not going to be someone who's ever going to be powerless. I'm going to be someone who knows how to get tools and make them work for good. Wow, my gosh, that's such a powerful uh, cordial. Um, and thank you for um, telling us that. The, um, I mean, there's a there's a couple of things I wanted to say. One of the things is. I know that one of the things that the most successful people in the world do is they write lists of goals. And I'm just so fascinated that you're doing that at such a young age. Mm. I think you were always going to accomplish something in in your life because, because like Hami's already attested to that, that drive you had at such a young age, the maturity to, to be able to do something like that. I know what I was doing when I was 12. And it wasn't writing lists <laughs> of my goals. <laughs> um, so I just applaud you for that. And um, your faith, it's funny that you should say that because we all have, I, I, I'm not sure if you're still practicing Christian, but I, mm. I'm i not a practicing Christian, but I grew up a born-again Christian. Um, so a lot of the things that I learned as a born-again Christian, I still hold today. You know, I still believe in God, still believe in one God, all that kind of stuff. Um, so... That that sense of faith is still there with me as well, and it at different times of my life it's guided me, you know, through different tough times. Uh, the other thing that I want to say too is like, I, I'm just so in awe of you of how you've taken everything as a life lesson. So like all the challenges and the things that you've come across in your life, you've always taken them as learning experiences. You learn from them. You know, okay, how can I do that better next time? You know, how's this going to affect my pathway to achieving my goals in the next 10 to 20 years or whatever it may be? I've only just learned that recently of how to take every every time I fall over to take that as a learning experience. So, yeah, I'm in, I'm in awe of you, Tash. Mm. So you're saying not, not, not going to be powerless and getting tools for good. Is the journey to go through law school, that's where we met you through Te Rako Ture, and when thinking about that whakatauki of Apirananata about ngā rāko o te pākeha, is that, is that something that you kind of resonated with for yourself or what was your experience around obtaining a law degree and what was the rationale for that? Yeah, I mean... I don't even see the law as a tool of the Pākehā, and I know that's different thinking from um, my whānau, but, um, you know, like there's... You can learn something from anything, really, but um, I think if you can learn the tools of how to affect change, um, that's... Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's sheer tools. I um, I I I was the first in our school at Tamaki College to go to university in like over a decade, and so um, when I told my teacher I wanted to go to law school, 
well, it was a careers teacher, um, she said, um, why don't you think about tourism or something? And I was like, why? Like, I, I, like I didn't, I, I, I mean, that would be cool. I thought I would like <laughs> to travel. <laughs> but I was like, that is not what I want to do. <laughs> and she said, Are you, honey, you really have to be the cream of the crop. And I was thinking, like, you know, but I had been, I had a, had greatness instilled into me. Like, people had told me, like, Everyone, like, I was just, like, thinking, I am, <laughs> like, the cream. Um, what is this lady doing? And so I actually, for my first um, year of university, I was too embarrassed to even try to say that I wanted to go to law school. And so um, we were all invited to go to this, like, engineering um, STEM Māori and Pacifica um, day. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll go. And then you needed the same amount of credits to get into engineering um, at Merit and Excellence as you did for um, law, and I was the first year of NCEA, and so, you know, and I was like, actually, they put us through school C, like a few of us in this extension class, I got the highest mark anyway, and it's like a year 10 student, so I was just like, I am the cream, you disconnected woman, like, you know, that, um, anyway, so I did that for the first year, and I didn't, and actually, that was my first experience of failure like real failure because or a sense of failure because I am um, you know I'd grown up just doing well at everything and getting all the awards and 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 being distinguished and to f- I had nightmares three times in a row about repeating intermediate school <laughs> like if that doesn't say something and I was like oh my gosh what is happening and um and for me, it was a realignment of actually, this isn't what you were like. I was learning how to build bridges. Like, and that is an absolutely critical skill that we need, you know, now more than ever. Like, but I I was not the person to do that. <laughs> and I had gone through this like calculus and science journey when actually it wasn't what I was. I felt a calling to do, and so obviously, yeah. So anyway, I, um, yeah, anyway, I, I ended up coming back into into law school and I you know and I did it but um I mean yeah that was that that was probably one of the biggest blows and I was embarrassed and actually I went to a Māori liaison too and they thought I was too young and actually should go out and get some life experience and I was like why aren't these people listening to me (laughs) I've got I'm set and I'm doing something they're either gonna help me or not and so I was just like fine and I went to the Pākehā um Dean Lee, you know, and I said, I think I've got enough credits to get into law school. Please check. And I had my two friends sitting outside with me, you know. One was Samoan, one was Tongan, one is still my one of my best friends today. And um and one is um her ex boyfriend. <laughs> and so don't see him too much. Um but they um and anyway they sat in there and they waited outside for me and in this environment that felt like it wasn't mine. You know, I was wearing Jordans, no, Air Force Ones, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. They Even, are cool. Uh, yeah, I know, right? But everyone then at law school, they were wearing, like, law school, like, they were wearing lawyer clothes. Like, they were already working. And I was like, why are they doing that to themselves? <laughs> anyway, and so, um, but they sat there and they waited for me in the corridor while I went, and that was, like, one of the scariest things. And she wrote it down on a pencil and calculated marks. And she was like, yeah, you do. And she was just so casual about it. And I was like... Why did it feel so hard? Like, but um, anyway, that was the start of it, and then I finished, and then yeah, yeah. Fear of failure is, I think, something that we all kind of resonate with as well. How did you? What what kind of advice do you have for our whanau that are listening at the moment to 
who are sometimes getting those those setbacks and getting those kind of messaging saying actually maybe this is not the this dream isn't right for you 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 should really lower your expectations what's what's your kind of advice for 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 our listeners today wow yeah i mean i don't even think it's specific to um career or um university aspirations like i um i was thinking about that this week and i was like man because even in mahi, I'm someone who is, you've just got to do it and you've just got to try something sometimes and just wear it if it doesn't work. And I think we're not, we're in this state sometimes where people are scared to even try and like, because they're more scared of looking, like to me, at the core, in the ngako of it, it it's, it's being scared to look bad. And actually that's just, um, I mean... That's about self, and we don't have time to be about self. We've got to just give some things a go. And so, yeah, there have been multiple times I've been told I need to lower my expectations. I mean, even for a boyfriend, you know. <laughs> but, you know, why? Why would we lower our expectations? <laughs> Maybe we should do a dating podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think we just need a – for fear of failure, like – I, like we don't always term it that, but I do think we're so um, scared to do something wrong mm. or not quite hit the mark that we're just not trying. And I think we just need to give things a go. Like, and if it doesn't work, try something else. But yeah, and wear it. Be willing to wear it. And I think that's also leadership and self leadership. Because that's how you learn, right? As, as you um, you wear and you accept the failures. You know, if, you, if you're a, the type of person that goes, you know what, that wasn't my fault, that was because of this or because of that, you're finding excuses or something, you'll never be able to reflect on what you could have done better. And also, um, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. People are just, they just get frozen because they, um, they're so scared to try something new and to, to, to fail, but it, a lot of it is what other people will think of you, you know, if you don't succeed or whatever. I mean, I struggle with that now. I still struggle with it. Um, so once you get over that barrier, and then the next thing is to believe in yourself, you know, to back yourself at all times. That's that's also a constant um, battle with myself and with a lot of people as well. It's that inner, that inner struggle, right? 100%. And I think when I look back even to our time at Takiyura when we were learning te reo Māori mm. and... Uh, Right at the initial part was that paralysis, that fear of getting it wrong, saying the wrong word, getting the yeah, grammar yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that phrase, is it tufitia te hopo? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Where you yeah, just kind of yeah. like almost want to embrace the mistakes because <clears> it's those mistakes that actually allow you to grow and learn and develop. And if you're constantly trying to be looking perfect and looking like you've got it all together, you never really kind of grow and strengthen from that space. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think people too now more than ever, value authenticity and vulnerability more than someone who's just kind of shone through and got everything right the first time. Like, I think it's a bit more true to Because it's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. not true. I, I, and, you know, I, I don't want to backtrack, but I'm going to, just slightly, um, and it was um, just something that you said at the start, and it was like, 
you know, because I've done it before too. I've stopped. I stopped doing it ages ago. Was like comparing myself to others, mm. and it's like, you know, the thing. One thing I realized why I stopped doing that is because it's fake. Mm. <laughs> you know, a lot of the stuff you see, especially on socials, is not real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you start realizing that, then you start focusing on yourself. Mm. You know, and what you want to do. But no, mm. yeah, um, man, such. Words of wisdom, Tash. I'm learning so much uh, in this podcast today. Um, like, I just, I do want to move on to a couple of other things that I just wanted to ask about you. So, you love music. Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful voice. Oh, I've heard you sing me. before. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you was because uh, I, I don't, I don't think we've ever had an opportunity to sit down and for me to ask you this question: Is what was it like on X Factor? It was, it was X Factor? Yes, it was X Factor. You say, because you have to go to the auditions, and you made it far as. It was really fun, yeah. So live shows, um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that it was competition. Like, you, um, I didn't realise I was in a competition, I think. I was just kind of casually um, dancing through this journey of, fun we get to meet some people we get to sing some songs we get to perform it for the um you're carving up though (laughs) you carved it was fun it was so fun um and i think actually oh actually yeah so x factor i was shoulder tapped for that so someone came and asked me would you consider doing x factor and i was like uh yeah (laughs) 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 why not (laughs) and so um i did and then Oh, what did I say? Oh, I sang Jessie J, the, one of the hardest songs that I've ever um, done or learnt because she does all these trills. She can sing, She man. goes yeah. right up there. And she's, but my favourite part about that song is Mama Knows Best, is that it's just like, there are no, um, there's no inhibition in it. It's just like, you've just got to go for it and show yeah. off. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's a little bit counter to sometimes what, you know, you know, we, we, we shy away from um, being fabulous. <laughs> like, yeah, and so, yeah. but anyway, so I did that, yes, and that was so fun. And then we met these really cool people. And then, um, oh my gosh, though, the lights, the, um, the, there's the, I think the voting part, the part where they like vote you off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was like, oh my gosh, I remember sitting next to the girl when we were, they were doing it live and they're like fully just like cheer or say something or like they oh no they were chanting the number they gave us a number and I was like at that moment I felt like it was the hunger game oh my gosh this is me here and they all just have this pleasure of watching and chanting this number and it was my number or the other guy's number. And the other guy, they felt really sorry for. And he was really lovely. And I felt sorry for him too. But I felt sorry for myself when they were chanting his number instead of mine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. This is really confronting. But, um, yeah, anyway. So I didn't expect it. They chanted the other guy's number. They picked him. And then um, and then I was out. But from, from X Factor, um, that was when, after that, that was when I decided... I'm going to launch my radio, um, my songs to radio. And so that was when I went to 88.6 to Flavor. And that was really fun because I did that all myself because I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to figure it out. And they're like, oh, you need to do, like, how do you get things to iTunes? And they're like, oh, you need it. It's just really complicated. And I was like, how complicated? Like, tell me. Like, and then I just went and um, 
Yeah, and figured out how to get the service that puts it to iTunes and to Spotify and to and figured out how to do a picture. You know, it's like, come on, Aisha, my sister. It's like, come on, we're going to take a photo. What for? We're going to make a square photo for my iTunes thing. <laughs> and we did it, and that was really fun. Um, I did that with my friend who, um, he's in the Solomon Islands now, Bruce, but um, he helped me make this reggae song called So Special. And, um, yeah, I like my favourite thing to write in songs is that um, – like the pre-chorus, it's the bit that comes just before the main bit, you right. know. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, yeah, so I did. We did that song, and then um, so special, um, which is a reggae one. And then after that, then I signed to a label, and they did um, things. But it was really cool because you know, sometimes people make things sound so complicated and I was like oh I know I've I've done it before <laughs> like and so uh, like it's uh, I think it's uh, yeah it was just cool to learn it and then it was really cool to, for them to you know to learn how to do it really well like they so because it was their bread and butter they knew how to do things much faster much smoother and much better but um I I still found some real sort of satisfaction in learning how to do it myself for the first one yeah absolutely and I, I remember that song we used to oh, play on the radio yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I was getting quite a bit of airtime at one stage. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm no, you know, Whitney Houston, but. <laughs> <laughs> Close to it. <laughs> but it was just, it was fun. And I wanted to do, um, I just wanted to do happy songs. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, s- songs that are um, fun. Yeah. Look, um, I did uh, Family Feud with my family. Oh, yeah. And um, the part where, so like, if you, so, so like sometimes it gets thrown back to your family, you have to guess the last answer. And then when you're waiting for the, the lights to come up, whether you got it right or not, it, it's quite nerve-wracking. You're know? <laughs> <laughs> standing there going, oh, man, did I get it? Because I was the captain too. I didn't want to be the captain. They made me the captain. And I was like, oh, whatever then. And then um, just standing there going, oh, my God, did I get it right? You know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, when you're telling us about the, the voting off part? Yeah. Just the roller coaster of emotions, you know? And Absolutely. Like, and it's all the, the music l- comes in. Oh, oh dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And everything, and the it's spotlights dark. come on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's dark and the lights, but they're all on you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's watching, waiting what you'll do or say. Just yeah. induces that, that fear and that anticipation. What I really loved about just that quarter all just there as well is that once again it's an example of people saying, "Oh, this is the too hard basket. You mm. can't do it." And Tash, once again, you're showing like that kind of why not? Yeah, why yeah. is that? Why is that space not for me? Why can't I go that? Why can't I do that? What an awesome attitude! Mm. Yeah, something that you know, if more people had that kind of an attitude, we'd probably achieve a lot more. You know. Okay, actually, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because yeah. um, and this is just sort of a me question, is uh, one of the things I've started identifying with my own self is, like, I have so many things I want to achieve and so many interests. I feel like I don't have enough time to dedicate all the time I have to everything. How do you do it? Because you do so much. You've done so much. And you're still so young. Yeah. Um, what can you give this old guy some tips? Oh my gosh! No, you have all the tips. You're no, doing no, lots no, of yeah. things. You yeah, both too are. much stuff. No, too much stuff. I, th- I, I think I just. Um, I don't know if it's the right answer, but I, I, I mean, I do try and 
think, is this going to benefit? Who is this going to benefit? And how can it connect to something? Like if it can't connect to something, like if someone approaches me to be on a board for something, I consider how can this connect to, you know, one of these things? Is it going to benefit them? If not, you know, is it the right time? But my... I mean, my gut reaction is always just like, oh, say yes and find a way to make it work and fit. And like, like I think there's... Sorry. That's <laughs> Everest if anyone wants to know. I think, I think there's nothing wrong with feeling like there's lots to happen and lots to do. And like, you know... Like being being idle is dangerous. Yeah, it is. I think you can just think yourself into... Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing heaps and trying mm. to struggle and, and figuring out in that struggle how to make it work and fit. Because I think if you just say, oh, well, in my mind, I think if you say yes and figure out a way to make it work, like, I'll say yes. If my aunties and uncles from my hapu ask me to do something, I will say yes and then I will figure out well, they don't even ask. They tell you, you know? <laughs> and then I've, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, I'll, I'll get my sister to do this. I'll get my cousin to do that. And I'll like, you know, like I think, just say yes, take responsibility for it, and then figure out how you can involve others to, to come in and support and make it happen. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling like you're doing too much trying to juggle things because I think mm, it's natural like I used to think oh maybe I'm doing it all wrong and I'm everything's so like all over the place although I do really value calendars <laughs> and one shared calendar but I think nah there's nothing wrong with with feeling like there's heaps of stuff happening you just gotta I just think you just gotta get faster at dishing it out like yeah and giving it out and I don't think there's but yeah I'm a fan of small tight teams whether that's in mahi whether that's in my own whanau like I'm not gonna you know make things harder than they need to be <laughs> that's good I can definitely take something from that corridor for myself I think we <laughs> all I think can. it's cool no I think you should just keep doing all your stuff and all do all the things yeah yeah well yeah it's cool I was thinking oh maybe I should cut this maybe I should right now no, you think I ain't cutting nothing. Exactly. Yeah, there's time. There's time. <laughs> and we can find a way. And I like what you said as well. It's like it's about utilizing the resource around you as well. Saying yes, but then also making sure you're not doing it by yourself. You're not doing it alone. You're not being a superhero trying to do it all. Yeah. You just yeah, bring yeah. in the people to support you. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, if that wasn't enough, uh, law, lawyer, musician, singer, now we get into the other part of what you have recently done. And that's politics. You entered into politics. I'm too scared to do that. You would be awesome. I tell myself that sometimes, and then I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you stood for the Māori Party. What election was that? Um, yeah, the 2017. 2017 election. election. And was that another case of people asking you or slash telling you, right, it's time for you to step up or what was the journey behind getting to that stage where some of us would never dream of mm. putting our hand up how did how do you get to the point where somebody suddenly you're now standing for a um, a, a, a political post in our top national political stadium yeah well, well um i yeah i was asked and um by someone i trusted Actually, now that I think about it, it was probably her dishing off her responsibility <laughs> to me. They probably asked her first, actually. But, you know, I, um, I, 
you know, when people ask you to do something and it's considered, you, you know, yeah, I was just like, oh. So did, did you feel like a sense of obligation to do it? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, not just when by who I was asked and when I was approached, but I mean, I felt a sense of obligation like our generation has received a lot, but we haven't necessarily given back a lot. And so I was like, this is one way to do that at a national scale, you know, just do it hard and fast um, and address some of these things, you know, yeah, actually, I feel like our generation has received a whole lot, and if anything, we're getting, um, we've got a really, we've got it really good, yet we haven't necessarily picked up our own um, like copa or cause or yeah, yeah. I mean, we all contribute to to in different spaces, but I do feel like our in terms of the different ideanga that have like people sold their homes back in the day to get. Māori is a, you know, recognised as an official language to pay for court cases. People, um, you know, when they were, when they were my age, when I stood, like in my twenties, they were doing things like, you know, they, that there was a personal sacrifice, and I was like, um, yeah, they left their jobs as well. Yeah, yeah. like people lost their jobs, mm-hmm. left their jobs. They they really put themselves and their whanau on the line. And I was like, well, I haven't really done that. And my perhaps my generation hasn't really done it. Maybe this is an opportunity to give and do it. And so, yeah, so um, yes, I stood. And um, it was a whirlwind, but it was an eye-opener around um, what's required to actually give effect to change and like it's a like campaigning is one thing but then even following through with policy and how you can actually get I don't know enable enough um enough actually I'm not even boundaries I, I think we we can't over regulate we can't we, we just need to get better at devolving stuff and um yeah, so like it was, yeah, it was definitely an eye opener. It it was. I will never be able to unhear some of the stories that I heard. You know, like I um, you, like it haunts you actually. Like in, you know, in the same way that um, you know, when Fano give you gift you <laughs> these um kopapa and they're like, this is what we need. This is what, like they're not telling you because they're moaning. They're telling you because they expect you and entrusting you to do something about it, and um. The amount of trust that people have in you when you're campaigning to to be a candidate, and when they see this might be a vehicle, you know, this person might be able to carry my aspirations through to fruition. That, yes, <clears throat> those stories that like they were they they ranged. They that there were there were business owners, there were there were prostitutes on the street, there were um, struggling dads. There were my own mates who just wanted to see cool things. There were and a bit more innovation, and so like you, you know, it's it's, it's definitely a whirlwind um, on the inside because you feel like you're being given and gifted all these um, aspirations, and if you feel like you don't have, um, well, for me, if you don't have the machinery and the the ability to see it all the way through, like that was a sc- that was the scariest thing because I was like, oh my gosh. I like I don't want to just 
be a face. I want to actually see these things happen. Mm. <clears throat> and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, oh, like you, you carry it and you don't get to actually, <laughs> you don't get to just sort of dump it when the election is over. Like you, people see you and they're like, they're still like they don't care that you're not campaigning anymore, and they don't care whether you're, um, you know. For me at the moment, I'm actually like trying to say, actually, I'm, I support a whole lot of Maori and a whole lot of parties, and I, I want to see who can deliver the the best. And people don't care about that. They're like, nah, nah. You heard my story. You listened. What are you going to do about it? Mm. So it's um, yeah, it's 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 a yeah, it's a whirlwind. Wow, that sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but it, I mean, you would be doing the same right now. You're like you're listening to, and mm. you're carrying people's stories, and um, people don't expect to just share them mm. for for nothing. They're sharing them in the hopes that actually people might, I don't know, help carry that kaupapa. Yeah, yeah. So, so you you had a you felt a responsibility to try and deliver. Did you make, was it hard to like reassure them saying, you know, we will do our best to fix it or anything like that? Or how, how did you cope with that? Because you weren't even, you weren't even in government yet. Nah, and I still feel it now. Do you know what? <laughs> I made my own partner <clears throat> give me the same like expectations. <laughs> They're like, I'm telling you, you know, my uncle this week came out and showed, you know, he showed me, um, this is where I want to have a new marae built. This is where the Utapa is going to be. And this is where, the, and I'm like, oh, these people aren't telling you things for nothing. They're telling you them so that you can make, telling you so you can make it happen. Like, it's absolutely the same. Like, we will tell you stuff so that you can do something about it. So I'm like, ah, but you know, but that's, it's the same thing, eh? You just, okay, kapai, yes. And then find a way to make it happen. So even though I'm not campaigning still or standing for a political party, like the the expectation has not diminished. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, that yeah. there's no. Um, <laughs> it's just that, and I think actually there's so much that can happen outside of a political sphere, and not necessarily in, um, you know, and like some things we just can figure out for ourselves. Mm. Like, and we and the biggest part that a political party could do is make room for it and, um, you know, enable that to happen. They don't need to do everything. They just need to enable people to be able to do the things um, rather than and remove the barriers um, that often governments have created. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's a Māori thing. It's like, because, um, you know, once you have a degree in something or, I, I mean, uh, you know, I've got a law degree, all of a sudden, I'm an, I'm an expert at every law <laughs> issue known to man. Mm. Oh, I, pra- I know. I don't practice criminal, Fano. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get you off your, you know, bloody fines or anything. Um, so I'm, you know, because you, you start. Uh, plus, I start hearing from Fano that I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I know, know, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that's like a. I mean, being the resident. Park it on here, bro. Do you get that? Do you get a lot of people? Carl. Oh, okay. Must be a so thing. I mean, you might get the whole like, oh, you're in banking. <clears throat> Let's talk about interest rates or something. Yeah, you yeah, definitely yeah, get yeah. those ones. But I, 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 yeah, I do think that's possibly might be a bit of a difference. <laughs> you, you, bro. Now, um, oh, wow. That's that's so insightful. Um, Is that something that you think you would like to pick up again in the future? Is it something? Uh, uh, do you have those? Do you have a 
a 10-year goal written down there, say, right, I, you know, you would want to pick it up and, and stand again in the future? You know what we should do, bro? Plant the seed. Yes. Prime Minister. Prime Minister. <laughs> and then she'll be like, you know what? Why, why can't I be Prime Why not? Why can't, why can't we have the Māori Party Prime Minister? Well, well... I haven't actually thought about standing again. Like, because I think I've seen that there's so much <coughs> that you can do outside of it. But, um, yeah, that that's good too. Is like, um, you're seeing other ways that change can be affected as well. Mm. And I like what you said. You don't necessarily have to be in the political space. Mm. It's, um, so one of the themes of the court, I think, is uh, utilizing the tools that are there. We need to get more savvy about using what's there right now definitely to, to try and um, improve our situation and things like that, you know? Yeah, and I think we find champions, right? And I think the fact that you'll find I look to you, like they see you as a champion to be able to carry something and mm-hmm. kaupapa. And so whether you like it or not, whether you're an expert in it or not, yeah, yeah. you're going to be looked to to find someone else who can find the solution for it. Like, yeah. Um one of the other things I wanted to touch on, Tash, that you mentioned is, um, you know, the generation today about uh, maybe not giving back enough. Is, is that a correct way to characterise? I don't want to misrepresent what you said. Well, I mean... Uh, I just wanted to springboard off that a little bit. Yeah. And it was uh, it's more about, <clears throat> I think, because I've thought about this myself, uh, and I've and I and I like to remind myself too is that a lot of the things and privileges that I have today is because of the Fina Coopers and you know all of that stuff that 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 our Tipuna have done before us to yeah. you know just the fact that you know we can enjoy what we have today yeah. I think um, you know there's so much more issues that a lot of our generation face today I mean. Just, you know, everything, interest rates, rent, everything like that, it's, um, there's so much pressure mm-hmm. right now. And I think it's um, what, what I've noticed, especially with the new generation coming through, they're very, very educated. Um, they're very, um, I don't want to say woke, but... They're very conscious, right? Very, very conscious, aware social of... Social justice, mm. you know, aware, yeah. you know, and they're... They've been told that they have a voice, so you know, and and social media as well gives them their voice. I mean, sometimes it can be counterproductive, but um, it's just I, I feel like today's environment is just a different way of being able to um, encourage and support activism. You know that yeah. our that that people didn't have back in the day. You know, yeah. I mean, I think activism has its place, but I think, and it's and it's. It's definitely made um, way for us to have important changes happen, and that never would have happened without activism. But I don't know whether now is the time where we need activism, or whether now is the time where we need this generation of educated people to build something new. Like I don't think it's the season to fight what. Um, is going on and I know there's a, there's a lot going on in terms of the political space and the noise and even 
social media and the temptation to say what you believe and and why it's different to what that person (coughs) believes. But I think the most powerful thing that our generation could do would be to use these skills that we have. And, you know, those generations before us, they would only have dreamed to have had this. We are the luckiest people alive to Mm. have and living in in the best of worlds. But um, I don't think we were meant to constantly look back and reclaim and try to be the same. I think they would want us to build something new with what we have, with what they gave for the next generation, not necessarily do things the same. And it is a different world. It's this age of information where actually the highest premium value products are knowledge. Mm. And um, and we have to somehow build on that and mm. building premium not products, but just we have to create opportunities that, you know, for all people, I think, and I, I don't think it's just for Māori, I think it's for all people, um, to, you know, to be the the cutting-edge people that our, our tūpuna were. You know, I, like someone, um, you know, like there's this, the emissions trading scheme, right? Mm. Uh, people are talking about it now, and they're like, it's this thing of... Um, Pines and natives and whatever, and, and like, not whatever, but, you know, I think that's a distraction. I think we we can become so dictated to a global agenda of this is how things need to be done when actually we already know what works best and what is needed here. That's what we need to focus on. And so, you know, I think we need to be more clever and, like, fight in a different way, like in a really tactical way and a really, um, you know, we're not, Rather than trying to tackle, um, you know, even poverty and ram raid debates and stuff, like, I think, where is the space for going back to a regional hapu, whānau-based economy where actually, like, we create jobs that our whānau can excel in that is premium, like, that is premium-paid stuff mm. that, stuff that we already know like where they're making and doing and things that are actually quite natural like I don't know I just feel like that's probably quite scattered but um I do think we we have to build and we can't keep fighting and um even being distracted around things that are going on um we have to build and I think we need to go back and start small and think yeah like do what my uncle's doing like find regional funds mm. fund a whanau to be able to work on the whenua to be able to live on the whenua um, to be able to deliver premium things that actually our country needs and um, in our own way and and continue to be the kaitaki we were but in a modern sense that actually counters climate change. That actually allows them to be kaitiaki. That allows them to be whānau and live amongst one another. Like, I think that is a good example of how we should just do things like that way rather than trying to design schemes to tackle climate change issues that are actually not driven by us here in Aotearoa but are driven by United Nations and um 
global agendas, mm. you know, because we didn't contribute to those problems in the same way that some of these bigger nations did. And um, we're not going to face the same issues. You know, our coasts, our coastal erosion is real. Um, you know, all of the... The things that we already see, the fish, there's less types, there's less types of that fish. I think we just need to go back and get smaller and our educated generation need to support that. Like, it, rather than trying to speak at these big high level issues, we just need to come back and what do we actually want and build it small and then start from there. Like, I think... Yeah, and I do think it's worth like sharing and you know seeing what are the shared patterns. But I don't. Yeah, I just. Our, we we weren't educated for nothing, like, and we don't have tools for nothing to try and fight in a way that they did back then. And we don't necessarily protest on the street with signs, but I mean, a powerful protest is um, reshaping the economy to one that works for us, that sets our our people and our nation up to be cutting edge people that we're meant to be you know I don't I hate it I hate it that we've got a whole lot of people going to Australia because there is no work here that will fund them in a way that um you know that they can live well like that sucks it absolutely sucks like there's an entire ward of nurses that left their jobs because they went to go and become air hostesses because they can live a better life and get paid more and I'm like where is the space for us using our our generation using what we have and the tools that we know to affect change in a way that rather than protesting, building it in like a health tech sector and reshaping that, like, um, and if we can't do it at a national scale or in a regional scale, do it in a way, in a smaller one, where for us that works and test it and trial it. I like I just, yeah, I, I think we, we can become so one of the... Um, I don't know. You know, we have, we've been set up to be this little sort of global generation, eh, that is aware and um, online of everything. Mm. But in that way, we've it's like we've tried to solve everything all at once mm. <laughs> and um, and try to do things only at a big, large scale rather than just giving it a go at something small and then seeing if it works. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And, um, you know, probably one of the things uh, that I wanted to give you an opportunity to speak about uh, before we, you know, come to an end, is your your current role and yeah. and um, your insights into um, opportunities out there for our whānau and our iwi and stuff in that space, yeah, and and how to uh, utilize what's there and to to benefit them, yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of insights do you have? Yeah. Um well, my my days. I like to think of it in terms of role. In terms of roles, I think. Well, how how do I spend my days? So, um, you know, there's. Yeah, I'm, I'm a. The for the Y two six two to Matafaka Pumo. Um, got the Kai Papa Y two six two. Got the Manamotu Hake Metiti Norangatira Tanga Munga Taonga Katoa. It's about um, the protection of Taonga. It's the protection of Mato Ranga Maori, and actually, it's about the enduring um, ability to live as Māori, that's um, a big take and it requires multiple work streams and so that's been um, actually, you know, that, that was in my, um, one of my, you know, my goals and aspirations to support a Māori way to protect um, intellectual property rights because in this age of information actually it is the most precious thing but it always has been, you know, and so you know, how is it that pharmaceuticals make more GDP than 
uh, you know, more uh, making more money from Aotearoa and the knowledge that comes with that than our um, entire nation's GDP. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and like it's they, they there's there's those things, but then actually there's also the how how do we enable um, some of these dreams that were birthed years and years and years ago at the treaty of uh, that our tongue would be protected and that actually whenua wouldn't be held by dock, it would be held by hapu and iwi and it would be, you know, there would be opportunities and there would be ways for us to determine how we use our whenua and actually it might not be conservation. Actually it might be a mix of things that conserve our culture and conserve our people and conserve our well-being and for the benefit of everybody. Like how do we, yeah. It's, so that's massive mahi but then I guess there's also... Um, you know, I'm also an auntie. I um, and so I want to set up things for my nephews and make sure that they're across opportunities like coding and robotics. Um, so I do this thing where they have to do these science experiments once a month, um, because unless you trigger them, you know, they're never going to be in that high earning capacity and economy if you don't if they don't catch a love for science at a young age. Apparently, you have to catch before you're twelve. Mm. So um, yeah, do that. But then um, I'm also on. Um, so Whangaroa Fisheries Limited, which is the um, commercial entity for my um, my whānau in Whangaroa. So, um, and that's about establishing commercial opportunities that will benefit our people in a way that suits us. And so, um, you know, there's there's aspirations there to make money, <laughs> as you know, for our people, to, yeah. so that we can choose to do <coughs> use that to do things the way we want to. But also, there's um, aspirations. My personal aspirations there are to. Um, see um you know the primary sector and um i want to see fishing opportunities in um aquaculture you know activated at a really local scale rather than contracting out to larger companies mm. i want to see the active opportunities there for our own whanau so that they can be hands-on do things themselves and be paid for it you know like people say oh we want our own rangatahi on the whenua i'm like well we need a that won't happen on its own yeah. <laughs> we have to create opportunities for some of these things to happen and um yeah and so again just starting small trying to um get that um happening it's that's actually very early on in the journey and I haven't sought permissions (laughs) 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 from nobody yet so but um but that is you know that I mean that is the one of the aspirations of our people that they've put forward so you know it's just trying to um implement make it happen um, and then I'm on like a music board and like um, that sees the, you know, that is about um, creating opportunities for um, rangatahi to um, be involved in, you know, a pipeline that goes heads towards the orchestra. And I think that's cool, you know. Like I'm, I grew up playing the classical piano and learning instruments and it's a language eh? and like we know as Māori there's healing in Waiata and, mm, and there's something but like there's also no harm in um, learning about others and um, and learning other sounds and um, mm-hmm. the language of music and so yeah so that but then and then, then I'm also on another board that supports um, What Hope and it's actually um, you know there's, there's uh, they're friends and they're and you say yes to friends because mm. That's what we do, and um, especially when they want to do cool things. And so they are looking after rangatahi in South Auckland, and they, um, you know, while they're confronted with these issues like, oh, you know, there's a rangatahi that's been going, that's going to go to court to, um, you know, for theft, and it's uh, this is the, you know, it's a threat now. 
they are they, you know they they're willing to walk alongside rangatahi on that journey, but they are also um, scoping out opportunities for rangatahi in their like teenage years and twenties to buy houses together. Mm-hmm. How like cool is that? You know that because that and they're looking at intergenerational wealth, but from a place of um, you know what they're starting with. You know, and I think that's cool because you know they they're looking at how can we get compounding interest to work for Dangatahi who have never even considered an opportunity like that. And, you know, to buy a house as, like, four friends in your 20s in a day and age like today, especially in Auckland, that is, I don't know, that blows my mind. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and they, and, like, yeah, I just think it's really, really cool. It is cool, The 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 ability to do that and, and to create a special purpose vehicle that, a legal one that actually supports that. Like that's it. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're a couple of the coolest people in the world. Um, it's Kenneth and Anison, and they are, you know, working hard, but in a very clever and tactical way to um, to counter poverty with um, just you know pouring investment. You know, they pay, they create social procurement opportunities, and they they pay them well. And I'm like. Yeah, why not? Why do we just settle with the um, the you know the minimum wage or the living even the living wage? They like nah. We want to pay them like big bucks, <laughs> and they do. And that I think that changes people. You know, when you can see actually, I can I can give my knowledge and I I have expertise, and I am worth it. Like that is a game changer. And then um, so yeah, I can't wait to see these um. Yeah, some of these journeys play out. Um, yeah, they're all really cool. Well, that, oh man, that is so awesome. <laughs> it's all about, for me, it's like not pigeonholing expectations of what can be <clears> achieved. <throat> and it kind of goes back to your point originally about just being fabulous and just mm-hmm. being able to be able to excel in all spaces and every space. And believing in yourself to be able to do that. You belong, you know. You belong in those spaces, you know. you just got to back yourself. Um yeah. Look, what a, what an awesome corridor. Now, I did say we were going to play a game, and I still want to play that game. Is that cool? Yes. Okay, you might need a pen and a paper, unless you okay. can type it into your phone. Yep, I'll type it into my phone. So, it's an X Factor type game that I thought of. Alrighty. Oops. So, the scenario is, <clears throat> it's the world X Factor, and you have to come up with a team of five Maori Singers to take to World X Factor oh that you no. think will win. I've got my list. You should have told me before. I've got my list, so I'm ready to go. Um, <clears throat> so I'll give my list. So, and this isn't any 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 order. Did they have to have a captain or anything at X Factor? No, nah? no, no. Okay, so this ain't in any order. Um, I'm sure you should know who this is, Taisha. Yeah, so she's she's in. Um, yes, do you know what? I see her name everywhere with all these really cool singers, and I'm like, oh, looks like Tasha, but it's Taisha. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's not get it twisted. It's Taisha. Taisha, mm. yeah, um, she's amazing, beautiful. Yeah, she's 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 amazing. Uh, check out her uh, song uh, Karanga if you don't know who she is. Um, obviously, Stan. I got Chuck Stan in there. Um, the next person is Matthew from 
Are there rules here, like, if you pick singers that we can't have the same ones, or is it fine? No, 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 you can have the same ones. Okay. Um, actually, I should explain why I'm picking those. I think Taisha's just got an immaculate voice. Mm. Stan is, uh, he's, he's probably the best at improvisation, in mm. my view. He's, 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 he's a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, um, I wanted to chuck someone in there, because uh, the X Factor people, they usually have a variety, they've got a bit of R&B in there and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So Matthew kind of, you know, Singing in a band, kind of rock, whatever. And then I've got Bella Kalolo, because yeah. I just think she's just the legitest sort of blues R and B kind of uh, kind of type singer. Yeah. Uh, and then my last person is Teeks. Mm-hmm. Now different, I know. But and I and I did sort of toss up between him and Shafu, but I thought Bella Kalolo could sort of cover off Shafu's kind of genre. And I put Teeks in there because I just think one of the things in uh, the, all these competitions is they like a bit of um, uniqueness. And yes. he's got a very sultry, unique voice. And I love his stuff too. So, are you ready, Ooh. brother? Ooh. Okay. 100% agree on Stan Walker. Yep. No question. I mean, I still, every so often, will look at old YouTube clips of his time at Australian <laughs> Idol yeah, and yeah. just see how he just took all those different songs. and That Purple Rain, bro. Purple Rain, Dude. The Climb. Was he yeah. The Climb? Uh, or was that, sta- was that Guy? I don't know. If no, that, that was Guy, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, he, no, he did he did Guy. No, did he it? did. He did The Climb from Mighty Cyrus. He, he did Hallelujah. He did Hallelujah. And he Amazing did Beyonce. Grace. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. So I just think if, if on an X Factor challenge, he's a, you're right, he's a weapon, he would... You would create something interesting. Um, Teeks, yep, I agree with you on that one as well. I you got Teeks too? I've got Teeks down as well. Oh, I think. Okay. What, what's your favourite song of his? Um, waiting. I don't know what it's called, but uh, when it's I'll Be Waiting. No. I like oh. If Only. If no, only yeah, that's, that's one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't think of how it goes now, but you know the song. Oh, I can't get it. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sure people yeah. in the comment section will, will, will correct me. But yeah, that one. Um, I think... Rob Ruha for I think his lyrical genius. He almost made my list. He almost made your list. I mean, and he went viral, right? And that he did. I think he has that virality component to him as well. He can sing too, and he can sing. Yeah. So I would definitely put him in there. I think I would toss up between Mace and Rio Hall. I can't. Quite, I think I would put Mace Maserika. Just I think to bring the the, the Ngako, the Wairua, the the feel, uh, and I'm plus, I mean, yeah, just love her from way that, back. That's a tough choice, actually, between those two. Yeah, so I think I put bass. And um, just out of left field here. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put in a... Oh, I'm just tossing up now. No, no, I'm going to put in Kiri Te Kanawa. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put, oh, yeah. I think there's something there. I mean, she is global. She is massive. She is huge. This is World X Factor. This is World X Factor. Yeah. She yes. is well known. And I think, in terms of like Maori excellence, breaking barriers, like I think there's an inter- I think there's an interesting component that would that would bring as well. Yeah, true. As, as the Captain Kitty, she'll That's probably true. she'll probably get eliminated first. Anyway. <laughs> 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 I. Oh. But there was a toss up there. I was also thinking Hini Wehi Mohi as well. I think she would be. Oh, yeah. She'd be. She'd be lovely to put in that robu as well. Yeah. You know, her dad doesn't really call mahi around um, trying to help. 
Māori entities or like on land blocks to do their own sort of conservation. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he one time he threw in there like, oh, he never hit me. Oh, he never hit more. He's my daughter, and I was like, oh, what did you want again? Like, <laughs> like here, yes, yes. <laughs> no. How's your list? Well, I know I'm just like probably I, know all these people anyway. No, I feel like I should. Um, I feel like I want to like re-listen to some do, songs. Do you want to do some honorable mentions before you get into your list? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, no, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Okay. Okay. Um. So, oh, where is it? Um. I. Yeah. So. Well, total all the ones that you guys have already done. Right. Um, I could not look past Rob Duha, so I think okay. he's, um, I think he, one of the most powerful things is that he doesn't come on his own either, that mm. I've, um, done some mahi with him and his beautiful whanau and wife, and I th- I've seen the way they bring others along with them on the journey, and they do that, that really authentic Māori thing, eh, of going back and just being accountable to... Everybody mm-hmm. and checking in on what they want. So anyway, I think Rob Duha is the man, and I think, but he's got spark, eh? Spark mm. and steez, and everything is like life giving. Like it's just cool yeah. and fabulous and like amazing. Like it shines. Yeah, he's 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 authentically himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I think yeah no I think um yeah he would be the um. Yep, he's the game changer. Okay. Um, and then I think, so another ropu that come in closely with them that um, I've, I've seen them mentor and look after and um, like support is Kahal. So oh, yeah. they, oh, yeah. like this funky, fresh yeah, yeah. group of rangatahi, right? You know, that are like, hmm, we, we're coming on for this journey too. So, um, but they would just be cool because they would be they would just wow everybody, and um, they would make everybody do TikToks and dances, <laughs> um, and yeah, and plus, and yeah, and Rob's got that. You know, they had that really cool Moho album. It was just really really cool. Um, they would be really cool. Um, and then so my third singer that I would um make everybody wooed with, and you know she would bring everybody to tears, but then also like get them to reach into their inner core it's Maisie Rika yeah, yeah yeah agreed yeah yeah, yeah. She, she like she's just so like beautiful so beautiful and just like there's so much depth mm-hmm. in everything that she says and does so I'm like yes she would be the you know she would come out yes and the moon would shine like, <laughs> yeah um and then the fourth Wait, because it's five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're allowed to have. Is there five X? Yeah, or five. Okay, yeah, five X. So five. My um, fourth one would be my moi. I think they uh, um, they're just so fun. <laughs> you know, they're like you're trying to win World X Factor. <laughs> I know. Not go over there and have fun. I know, <laughs> but they that's the fun factor would win. <laughs> so have you never heard? Pettiest thing, you know, yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. and, and just the and the range of um, what's her name? No, um, what's that? That's just fabulous. Like, yeah, no. So they would be, and they would make it like similar to Kahal. They would just make it really, like they would wow people with um, yeah, 
Yeah. They, it wouldn't be just the song and yep, the singing. Yep. It would be the X Factor they bring. True, true. And then the fifth one, my friend. So she's like actually a really amazing <clears throat> singer. She's kaikaranga for her whanau and her pa. But she's like got this like voice where she sings and you can't hear anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> she like, you know, like. I've got this video recording of her singing. I'll play it after. And she like, um, they're just casually having a jam over the fire. And she can't help it, but she sings. And it's just like, it's like Whitney Houston. And mm. it just takes over the airwaves. Her name's um, Pāni Ora Matatahi Pautapu. And she's um, my mate. Shout out. Um, she, but, and, um, but she's a very good singer. And she would, um, she would stop people in their tracks. Like, uh, you know, like opens her mouth and it's just like whether she's singing or speaking it's like people stop and people listen so yeah. amazing mm. you know should have put some rules around these lists I eh? know I, know. <laughs> I do have one sub as some well parameters. who's your sub who's My your sub? sub I think if Tex is not available a uh, guy from Wellington Lewis is it, is it Lewis or Louis Baker oh yeah he's oh. a cool oh, yeah, he's been so cool I, I think he'd be a <clears throat> world international heartthrob like he, his voice is just yeah. ointment to the ears he was the opener for Alan Stone Ah. And it was such a cool concert. Yeah, I'm going to add a sub in too. It's Who's this, your sub? It's this awesome man's singer called uh, Harmy Order Jackson. Oh, I forgot it. Jackson. <laughs> oh, I'm cool. I'm putting in Tash Hall High as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, look, um, Tash, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. We've really, mm. uh, I know I've really enjoyed it. It's been enlightening. It's been uh, inspiring uh, to hear and to actually catch up, we haven't caught up in such a long time, so I'm, I'm really thankful that you agreed to do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's it, Farno. We, um, on the Poo Kōrero podcast, we try to have a kaupapa that means something to, to our Farno out there, so we hope you enjoyed it. And um, we're just going to uh, say our goodbyes now, and look, we want you to enjoy yourself, and hopefully you learn something. Nō reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou katoa mātewa. Kia ora. Kaki te whanau.